The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. The battle between our heroes and the voodoo practitioner ramps up inside the vacated building. Mickey, JJ, Kurt, and Chris are learning more about how their characters work while Joe is learning the NPCs in Dresden Files Accelerated. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, Google+, Bing, all over the place. Of course, if you like us, go on to iTunes, give us a good rating. It helps other people to find us. We are going to go around the table here and say hi with some character names, starting with... Hey, everyone. This is Mickey. I'm playing more of the same in this campaign. JJ here, and I'll be playing Cletus Fitzhammer. This is Kurt. I will be playing Jamie Anderson, but I will be not be playing him as an edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is Chris. I'm playing Victor Bartok. And I am Joe. I am the Game Master for our Dresden Files Accelerated Role-Playing Game. We're going to be getting right back into the action here when we last left off our characters, uh, Victor Bartok, Jamie, Cletus, and Mora, were in a... Uh, what used to be a Food Lion grocery store, and they, were, they had just started confronting a couple of things within the store. Uh, those things were where Cletus was. He'd stepped through a broken uh, refrigerator door into an area where there were zombies on both sides of him within 10 feet. And we had kind of left his character there on that scene. On the opposite side of the store, we had Jamie's character looking over to that opposite side, seeing a voodoo practitioner. Uh, that would be Kurt's character, Jamie. No, Jamie's character, Kurt. Whatever it is. After seeing that, uh, Father Victor Bartok charged off in that direction with his gun blazing and was uh, poked in the shoulder by a needle from the voodoo practitioner. And as his shot went wild, Mora was charging the opposite side um, towards the voodoo practitioner. And she had just let off some shots with her gun. And we had heard that at the end of um, our last episode, um, Mickey had rolled a 1 as a total result, and I, Joe, had rolled a 2 as a total result, which had left us at the point where the bad guy had the advantage. However, JJ had mentioned something about refresh points, uh, a refresh from the character sheet, which kind of equals fate points for us, and we're going to delve right back into that. So yeah, on page 109, the benefits of invoking... Um, So if you did choose to invoke one of your aspects, there are three options you can take. You can either just re-roll your dice. uh, You can add a plus two to the opposition on the opponent's roll. Or you can just add a plus two to your roll. Okay. So you can add a plus two to the bad guy? Uh, In a hostile roll. So, like, you can Uh add, like, say, for example, we did the environment aspect of falling debris and it the falling debris was going to miss the bad guy we okay. could add a plus two to falling debris roll okay. Mm. okay to have it can you I use that to it. help another player or npc i don't see why not cool. if you find a way to invoke your aspect at pretty much any given time as long as it makes sense because in this system there are turns we are taking turns this right now is mickey's turn and mora is performing an action so if we found a way where it made sense for somebody else to interfere, interject, uh, whatever it may be, then we would at least try it. And it would be kind of the thing where I guess you would 
forfeit your next turn type of thing in order to act now. Uh, we could figure all that out. But I think within the rules, it's kind of a, it is a turn-based combat, but the turns aren't set by initiative. It's set by who acted first. And in uh, this sit- current situation, the um, Father Bartok had acted first because right. he ran forward with the gun out. What part of the store are we in again? Where you are with uh, charging the voodoo practitioner, if you walk in the front doors, you are off to the right-hand side. You're coming from the back of the store towards the front. um, So you're in the produce section. Pretty much the produce or where the bakery might be, that spot right inside to the right-hand side of the store. So Fresh foods would be there. I was running towards the voodoo... Yeah, I say voodoo practitioner. We, were practitioner. Like, we have know. said voodoo mama. Voodoo priestess. Voodoo priestess. Okay, so I was running up. A shaman. Okay. I was taking from the front. You're kind of Actually, you had said shaw woman. Shaw woman. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm running towards the shaw woman. I see yeah. Victor falter. Yeah, I try to take a shot. At, you know. Well, technically, because of the way the store is set up, you might not see that. Okay. He's charging forward. There are still fixtures in the middle. But I you heard, guys you heard, coming at this I heard your shot. You heard the shot. Okay, so yes. I heard your shot. So I know... I. It went wild. I know it's either Victor or the practitioner um, missed. Mm-hmm. I probably think it's more likely Victor, but I know that the practitioner's attention is drawn away from me. Yeah. So but I'm trying saw, to go in you for... You saw her with a uh, straw doll in her hand poking something into it, and okay. she did not get shot. And I ran yeah. to shoot at her, yeah. but knowing that there's weird energies around voodoo practitioners i'm not going to try for the direct hit because that's exactly how people lose in the in the movies so i actually went to try to ricochet it off took like a running leap and stepped up on one of the shelves to try to angle the bullet off of the you're gonna swing your arm to cur- I'm curve gonna the curve the damn bullet i'm gonna <laughs> angelina jolie like wanted this yeah. like in wanted yeah so and I'm going to use right an on the side of the bullet. It says monster, hunt, monster hunters don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> Can't kill you if they're dead. Oh. And that's the aspect I'm going to invoke. Okay. So what does that mean in this case? In this case, it means that I get to use my fate point. Okay. And add. Now, when you, know, you do that, you're giving it to me, just so you know. I know. Because you can use it, yeah, can use it against right. me later. Yep. So I can either let's try rerolling it, so or maybe I could just add two because I know you I could add two. Yeah, at this point, you two. know that you're I down by two. one. Okay. So you are trying to hit her with a bullet that doesn't hit her directly. Yes. And just try happens. to throw her off balance so she doesn't kill us or stabity stab on our little. Um, and I think uh, I had made a big deal out of it previously that I thought you should have a little automatic pistols and you Lock and 18s. chris went back and forth with how big the magazine Lock should 18s. be and, right 18. so we ended up with a smaller pistol and i think that it makes sense then that you might be able to get that to at the right angle bounce off of one of the steel fixtures that are left in the store and with no food on the shelves to actually hinder the bullet you probably got a good angle figured out there and the um the shot does go and it it definitely hits her but she makes no sound. She just, like, steps back a half a step. <laughs> she just takes it. She took takes it. it. She took it. Like a shawl woman. Hard. <laughs> hard. Hard. Lube it. Lube it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Kurt. Well done. Inside joke. Thank you very much. Uh, would somebody please hand me a pencil? A pencil? 
<laughs> you can keep the purple one if you oh, want. There's another purple one. All right, thank you. Um, all right. Cause I, did I just break the lead as soon as I touched the damn thing? Yes. Too rough. Son of a... Okay, now... Um, let's go clockwise because it makes sense right now. We had uh, Victor go, Mora go. Let's go with... Um, Greatus. Yep. In the and, no um, Colin Fitz. So... These zombies are. There's two zombies in here with me, or there are a legion of zombies. From where you're standing to both sides, left and right. So you stepped inside, and we said there was kind of a, a walkway behind it where people could drag uh, refrigerated goods, restock shelves. Both to the left and the right, within 10 feet of you, you can see right at the edge of your vision the silhouettes of things that smell horrid. Yeah. And they are as deep as you can see. So if you wanted to guess at a number, you would guess anywhere probably between 10 and 10,000. <laughs> you could probably see at least 10 silhouettes kind of slowly swaying in the dark, not moving other than that. But there are definitely more behind them. Run away. And your senses are assaulted with the smell, every sense. So you can hear the stink. Okay. <laughs> That's a fun. Yeah, it's, it's a nasty China, China, step into the head of Cletus right now and trying to figure out what he would do. Um, it's also perfectly fair to say, by the way, you could it, it, just like a D and D type of thing. You can hold your turn until something else happens and then act, well, like a ready in action or something like that too. That's perfectly within these rules. So, as a wizard, I know that this. Uh, as a warden, um, I don't know that I would have fought a necromancer before. Uh, you ought to know, though, that necromancy is dark magic. Necromancy is dark this magic. Would be unallowed, and, not allowed. And disallowed. it is a law that's somewhere in the it's book. Bad. I can't remember very, which very law bad. is. I think it's the fourth law. Negatively allowed. Oh, yeah. That's something we'll have to go over at some so point. So, not enthrall is the third law, right? That's something that we'll use um, Cletus to give us a monologue sometime about the laws of magic. No, so um, I shall not. The fifth enthrall. law. It's the yeah. fifth law. But isn't it, doesn't Beyond it have to do with... the borders of life? But you, it's also enthralling. So but you can't enthrall something that's dead, though. Yeah, exactly. Ah, that's why. Right. Well, you should read the fifth law. So, so the fifth on. law is necromancy in all its flavors is a forbidden yeah. and is most plainly black of the magics. Yeah. Um, None more black. Fifth <laughs> law is thou shalt not see reach beyond both sides. <laughs> so I think Cletus would, uh, you know, given that this person has... Well, he doesn't know for sure that she's the one that... Technically, you haven't even seen her yet. Exactly. Yep. Um, somebody. But no, they said, they, said they, they, they did shout that there was someone in the corner. He did. Um, Jamie did shout that there's somebody over there, yes. But they didn't, like, uh, Bartok and uh, Mora didn't see that it was even a female until they got closer. So Jamie didn't know it was a female for that matter. Yeah, I mean, as a matter of technicality, character yep, knowledge, nope, I, that's all. So you know something's going on, and you you have heard the gunshots. Yeah. Um. I am going to uh, bust out some uh, chalk, okay, and start creating a ring if I can. Okay. So some kind a of yes. Create a circle and see if I can make it so that. Whatever energies she uses, or someone will try to use to control one of these, can't get through the circle. Okay. So I'm going to start working on that. 
Is that okay. circle big enough for me? So that uh, um, I mean, in a different location. In the Dresden books, he always makes one three feet across for some reason. It always seems to be a three foot circle. Yep. But not that it can't be larger. Not that so it can't you're be going larger. to create a magic circle. Yep. Let, let's do this as a. Um, let's see how good you end up with that. As are you going to take the time and and focus on it? Are you going to do it quickly? Uh, I'm actually going, going to, to do? do it quickly because I hear the gunshots happening okay. and obviously something is going down. But I want to make sure that something doesn't attack us from behind. Okay. Um, it sounds like intellect to me. Uh, I'm just going with our quick reference sheet, which is. Um, under approaches on the top right, the back side of the sheet. But technically, our quick reference sheet is pages 254 and 255. Yeah. Um, I can go but intellect. intellect says quick thinking, solving complex problems, accounting for multiple factors at once. That's what it sounds like to me, based on the way you described it. So let's do that. I, that gives me a plus three. Okay. I got um, one plus on the dice. Now, if you wouldn't mind, two. just make a note that your circle is a three. Okay. Because right now, you just. You, you sealed the circle, and you got that thrum of power that happens when you create a magic circle. Okay. But until something goes after it, we just now we know what strength your circle is at. Jamie, from your vantage point, you saw, saw Bartok, and this is all within a few seconds, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw Sar. Why? Why am I saying Sar? I don't know. Because <laughs> you're sorry. Yeah. You saw Father Bartok get shot. Uh, get shot. Get poked by something in his um, left shoulder, and he yeah. definitely flinched. Uh, yeah, wicked bad. Yeah, he like a uh, wicked bad. <laughs> yeah, um, he dropped his tonic, <laughs> and um, Mora shot, and you saw uh, the um, voodoo practitioner flinch, uh, step back a few inches. You're up. Right. So, I mean, given that it's quick, yeah. I don't know that I would have processed immediately that it didn't. The shot didn't hurt her as you would have expected. I would yeah. probably put try to put a couple more because I'm yeah. a, I'm still up perched up top, right? And remember and the description. She's wearing layers of stuff, so right. it may just be that she didn't get hurt very bad right. from a ricocheted bullet. Exactly, and I'm a very good shot, so I okay. would feel like if I'm up there and I've got okay. a good position, I would try to pop a couple in her chest. I'm take Ooh. her out. Now I want to take this opportunity to make mention again of the action types. Um, again, if you've got the quick reference sheet in front of you, it's under actions. If you're in the book, it's page 104. But you have uh, four types of action. One is creating an advantage. Another is attack. Another is defend. And the last is overcome. So and we talked be- about this a little with Father Bartok and that um, I think one of the Sorry. intents he first thought was to create an advantage, but it didn't, we yep. didn't play it that way. It turned into an attack. Mm-hmm. So think of out of those four types of actions, what is it you're trying to accomplish so we can do it that way? Yeah, I think this would just be attack. Okay. Just trying to inflict damage. Okay. Um, and it says the attack inflicts damage equal to my shifts. And I'll throw out there, before we get too far with this, does anyone care why this is happening? Does any of these characters care why it's happening? Because if you care why it's happening, you might not want to be sniper, this shaman, this voodoo practitioner in the head. Because you can't ask why when they're dead. Uh, I don't care I because throw she's got there. a voodoo doll of me, so well, I want to take care of business. <laughs> she might have a voodoo doll of everybody, too. Yeah, but right and now, you might need to know it's why. me. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you kill her, it's just one less thing on the street that we have to kill later. So then the voice of reason might come in if the wizard ever comes out of the 
the cooler saying, don't kill her. We need to know something. Because yeah, as far as we know, we only yeah. know her. We don't know about these other guys hanging out in the freezers. Well, no, you, you guys, there was the zombie view. Yep. The, there was the knowledge of zombies walking right. into the place. But we don't. You, you guys haven't yeah, seen right, them. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the wizard um, had used his sight and saw cemeteries and such. And um, gotcha. Mora was sure there were zombies in here. I mean, it's been a while since I fireballed a shack, so I would probably still yeah. just pop her and figure we could find some evidence that would lead us <laughs> elsewhere. I, I, I would yeah. imagine of all the characters that we have here at the table, Mora and um, Jamie. Jamie would be the ones to do more of the shoot first, ask questions later. Mm-hmm. However, the Fist of God typically doesn't kill unless required to. Mm-hmm. So, Technically um, not on a mission from God either, yeah. Right. So. And I say that mainly around the idea of just what I was saying. You, you can't ask why to a corpse. Right, right. right. Um, typically. However, remember that the whole stress thing on, in this game, it is, it's not your hit points, but it equals that. Um, the bad guys also have a stress mm-hmm. meter. Um, what is it? Stre- I can't remember what it's called now in the game. But a stress track. Maybe it's track. track. Um, and I have one. And you guys have filled in one block already. Well, Mora did. <laughs> so you're welcome to shoot. But remember, when th- with the way this game works, too, is regardless of how much, quote-unquote, damage you do, it will fill in one of the boxes on the stress track. Right, right. All right. So, yeah. So I would still try to pop her in the chest. Okay. <laughs> Even though I know that's not what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is consistent with our relationship. Now, is that the first time you said that? <laughs> is it the first time it's you said the words, I want to pop her in the chest? <laughs> well, I mean, let's not get too personal here. Uh, I'm, I'm usually not the shoot first guy, but I'm going to be here. I assure so. you that's probably the first time you've ever said, let's not get too personal. <laughs> also true. Yeah. All right, should I roll these wussy looking light blue dice? Your teardrop, your teardrop looking <laughs> dice? <laughs> no, roll, roll, roll the green ones. Yeah. I would. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. Or mix them. You can mix them, you know. Just roll four of them. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. There Plus, minus, even, even. And then I okay. add... Oh, all right. Uh-oh. Would this be focus or force? Are you sniping? Well, hold on. I'm Let's s- describe what you did. I mean, I'm perched did up. Did you take your time to line up a shot? Yes. Okay. So, to me, that sounds like it would end up as focus. Which I have plus three in. So, okay. that would be plus three total. Because the focus is time-consuming action with close attention to detail. Yeah, I don't know if it's time-consuming or not, but it's... Time-consuming. A, a sniper is time-consuming. Yeah. And if that's what you're doing, then yeah. Yes. So instead of going bang, 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 you're going bang. Right. 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 So, yes. So I would be plus three total. You have a three. I have a three. What does it mean when they're... I mean, nobody wins, no one loses, I think is what the answer is. He is was. attacking, and it's a tie. Attack doesn't harm the target, but you gain a boost. Correct. Which means... Um, a boost can be invoked for free. So talk to so me he about can get a, Is that like a temporary aspect? He can get a plus aspect? two. Yeah, it's a temporary aspect. So he, can, he can get a plus two on his next endeavor. Yep. So that's what it is. All right. That he can and, and invoke it's only without for, using a beat point. And it's only for him. Yeah, it's, it's only for him. Too. Adds plus two to a roll, but it's not allow re-rolls. Okay. okay. So plus two to probably your next turn. Yes. In other words, he staggered yeah. her. Now she's no longer on okay. guard for it against him, whatever um, that means. You can so, spend boosts in conjunction with fate points and free invokes. So what happened now is your shots hit at her torso, and you actually... It, you could see, because you were paying attention and, and concentrating on what's going on, you could see those bullets kind of hit 
flatten and drop down to the ground, but she is pushed back and she's gasping for breath. Okay. Um, also, just so you know, it says uh, the, boost, the problem with boost is their short-term existence. After earning it, you must use it by the end of your next turn or it disappears. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm treating that as you just got some information. Yep. Okay. So your bonus to me, uh, story-wise, is that you know shooting her in the chest probably won't make a difference. Okay. Okay. Father Bartok, your left shoulder hurts a lot. Yeah. Really like somebody sh- uh, shoved a pin the size of a pen yeah. into your shoulder. What's the distance from me to her? Where you are right now is you are now one zone away. So um, if you're, I don't know if my poor drawing is still part of the table papers, but I had that rectangle with the three zones. Um, if if it's not, it is no thing. problem to draw that crap again. All right, here we go. <laughs> So zone one on that paper, so we're picturing a rectangle here. Zone one is a spot where the voodoo practitioner and Mora are. You're both in zone one. Zone two is the full middle of the store. Zone three is where Cletus is. Now, zone three is technically where um, Jamie Jamie. is as well. Uh, Bartok, uh, Victor Bartok was in zone two because he charged from three to two and took a shot. Right. Um, And now you're in zone two pretty much as you begin this turn. I'd like to go for a tackle, I guess. Just charger. So what is the end result? So if we were to call this an action, is this to create an advantage, attack, defend, or overcome? It would be to overcome, kind of okay. disable her from using that, uh, you know, stabbing the doll. Okay. Um, and which approach would we end up using? That's straight there? up force. Just, just, so, just, yeah, just barbarian mode. Let's try that out. I will roll here, and oh, that's not good not for me. Not good for me either. Oh, well, that's not so bad. So though. a two. I also have a two. By the way, I try to do this uh, regularly. I'll <laughs> put up fingers while you're counting your dice so other people can see it. But I also had a two. Now, for overcome, what it means on a tie is succeed at a minor cost. So what this is going to mean at this point is you succeed. Um, describe to me what it was you were doing, and since you succeeded, how it ends up. I was a straight-up run and, like, a tackle to try to, like, uh, you know, throw my shoulder into, like, her midsection and okay. get her on the ground, like, okay. like a leg takedown, you know, make sure she's on her back. So as that happens, she grabs the same voodoo doll that has the pin in the shoulder, and she, um, as she falls, she slams it on the ground with her hand over it, and you feel like you can't get up. Okay. As long as I'm still on top. <laughs> yes. Well, you, I mean, you're kind of holding her, yeah. but she's also holding you yeah, at right. the same time. Gotcha. It's inception. Mora, you saw her, that happen right in front of you. you. Holding me. Yeah. Holding us. That sounds like you. a Rick Astley yeah. song or something. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just get Rick rolled? Touching um, me. <laughs> you know, the way she's holding you, never going to give you. Anyway, um... I'm Mora, try to you saw you saw that happen right in front of you. It's I mean practically moments after you shot, she got hit. Um, Jamie put what one shot, two shots, so a couple of shots that kind of got absorbed in the front of her garb, um, and then Father Bartok just kind of plowed into her, and they both landed on the ground. But they look like like they're stuck, almost like magnets against steel. I'm gonna run up and try to like like elbow check her. Knock her out. Yeah, try and knock her out. Yeah. So you're gonna do like a, like that, a drop like the elbow, a, like, like I would say people's move. elbow, like the, from the rock. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. knock her out. <laughs> you just go up on the, the shelving and do it. Yeah, drop. yeah, totally. <laughs> elbow drop. Um, that sounds like overcome as an action. Okay. So let's see what happens. 
And it, it also sounds to me Where by the I? description that it's going the to be force. The ones you put way over there for some reason? Yeah, well, I was yeah. like, is this it, it sounds like force to me as well, as far as an approach. Was that the yeah, case? Oh, yeah. man. Zero. <laughs> she hits me in the back of the head. It's not a zero. Force is good. Two. What did oh. you end up with? Oh, I did focus. Up. One. I have a three. No, damn it. Okay, so um, what... What does that mean? What it means at this point is as you get closer, um, she's got some sort of thing around her that stops you from getting to her. It almost feels like when you were checking out the doors outside and the doors just kind of convince you this isn't the door you're looking for. And a as you got closer, you kind of maybe you second guessed yourself. Is this the same person I just shot a moment ago? And, and, and you stumble and you're just standing there watching the scene for a moment. Okay, wonderful. Your circle, Mr. Cletus, is complete. It's thrumming with power, and there's no other motion around you right now. I'm um, going you do hear the sounds out in the store, because things are echoing. Uh, Jamie, what you see? Bulls don't hurt her. She's down. Bartok's got her. We need to get up there. All right. And I will... Uh, I will begin to... Uh, make my way from zone three to zone two. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't have anything at range I can do. Well, as soon as you get out there and look, you can kind of see the scene. Yeah. And if there's anything you want to do based on that, um, the way I've been treating it, and I can't remember if, if we read this exactly or not, but to move more than one zone is pretty much your whole action. Okay. But to move from one zone to another and possibly do something just requires some skill in um, whatever you're doing. So you could probably get out, see what's going on, and maybe move a little closer. The lights are out in the store, correct? Yes, but with the big, the facade of the store is glass, and yeah. it's midday. So it's bright enough. Okay. There, there's only dim light around the edges where the lights aren't on. There was full light in the area where the carts, um, the cart corral inside, because you guys came in and some motion activated the lights. But uh, the rest of the store just has a couple of little uh, the emergency lights near mm -hmm. the exits, that, kind of, that type of thing. All right, yeah. Um, what I'll do is I will I'll, I'll, I'll make my way from uh, area three to area two. and <laughs> Mickey's phone is so big it covers a whole grocery store. <laughs> I will... Um, tablet. I'm going to attempt to create an advantage, I think. Uh... I, I'm looking for clues in my environment that will help hinder um, her actions. Uh, okay. So you want to... Um, I want to try to discern some of the aspects that the store has. That is the in-game rule, what I'm trying to do. Okay. Um, well, in this case, I can tell you straight up things that I've played so far. Uh -huh. It is dimly lit and... Anyone can hear anyone else. So the, it echoes. Okay. So in this case, th there's some things that have been playing the whole time, that not everything is, is bright and visual. You'll be able to, some things are able to hide. And every noise that's made, everyone can hear. So those are two aspects, but you're also welcome to come up with anything else. Okay. Um, I want to, I'm going to use an evocation. Okay. Uh, and what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to essentially 
magnetize the one of the uh, dome light fixtures that those types of stores have because it, it, if, if I remember correctly, it has a high ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I so mean, it had a high ceiling. There's going to be those. there's going to be metal above and below, and uh, each one of the shelving units is metal. So yeah, you can definitely work with metal. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to, I'm going to uh, use my earth magic and um, magnetize the light fixture and then magnetize the floor under her. And okay. I'm going to yell out, get off of her. <laughs> That's the first the time the priest has heard that. Yep. <laughs> Not priest. knowing the fact that, you know, he's also <laughs> nice. pinned. Yeah. Okay. So in this case, let's see what we end up with. Um, what approach is that using? I'm creating an advantage. I'm, I'm just trying to basically, mm-hmm. you know, the chandeliers falling on their head sort so of. So it sounds like force. Yeah. Okay, so let's use force with that. Ooh. What that you cancels end up out. With? Two. I also end up with two. So creating an advantage, a tie, is it's getting a boost if you're creating a new aspect. Or treat as success if looking for existing. So in this case, you're trying to, you're trying to put an aspect on her, right? I am like trying to put an aspect on the environment. So essentially what I'm trying to do with this is it either will land on her and crush her. Yeah. Or it will land near her and cause a loud boom as something crashes to the earth at faster than the speed of gravity. So you, so a distraction. Yeah. Okay. Um, in this case, let's say that the second one happens because that would be more of an aspect on the environment. Um, there is a, a loud boom. It's going to be a temporary aspect. There's just a loud boom that's distracting. Now, because that happened on the environment, that means I can compel that against others as well. So a loud boom could definitely distract anyone else in the area. However, Jamie is not in the area. Boom. Right. What now? Oh, you saw the light fixture crash down to the ground, but um, it, it's just a... Kind of, it's going to starting to look chaotic over there because Mora is just about there, kind of staring at the area. Uh, Victor is laying on the uh, voodoo practitioner, and right. you have just shot her. Yeah, I mean, my inclination at this point would be to run over and try to kind of team up with Victor to get her pinned down somehow because just sitting back and firing on her is not going to do any good. Yeah. So my plan originally was for us to tactically take her down, but she just rushed it and took care of it. So well, I saw the bullets weren't doing anything. Yeah. Gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go do backup. I guess mm. just kind of okay. run over and essentially assist him, or or try to restrain her. So because yeah. of the distance being two zones for you, you can get Move. there, yeah. and you'll be right there as Victor does what. And so, it's and very, I would. I didn't need to use my boost, so I guess I lose that because that's the end of my turn. Um, I don't care. I mean, I'm just thinking through the game, learning the game here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes, but at the same time, you might be able to create some sort of advantage while you're running over there. As like I action. did, like I moved from one zone to the next and did something. But right. if you want to move both zones, then I would say that's probably the extent of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I would probably, um, you know, I've got my sat, my my, my messenger bag satchel that I have my extra weapons and stuff in. Yeah, I think it would be reasonable that I would have a small thing of rope or a bungee or something so maybe as i'm running i can get that out in the hopes okay. of getting over there and helping to like hog tire <laughs> okay <laughs> so then you will be by the time your next turn comes around you'll be standing right next to her with rope in your hand okay so i'm basically okay. just sprinting full speed yeah. reaching grabbing trying to get out and as he does that victor I'm trying to get up okay so you're struggling against the uh, forces that hold you and how are you doing that 
So the reason I say it this way is the situation is that she's holding something that's holding you down. Right. And there's force there. So are you, what are you going to struggle against? What's your strategy to get out of it? I mean, me, it would just be brute. I would try to use brute force to see You're if I can try to like, get up against yeah, the power. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see if that happens. Because, <laughs> uh, you know what? I can't Five remember what the power. number I had rolled was in that last con- I'm just going to roll again then. Damn it. It was a two, because we tied last time. Was it a tie? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's what you're rolling against still, then. Oh, you just rolled four negatives. Four yeah. minus. Wow. That might mean? need an invoke so you can re-roll you it. You can just take these back. <laughs> They're not working for me at all. You can use my golden <laughs> Dookie Brown. These dice. are the ones. Yeah, these worked yeah. good last time. Um, so what does that give you as a total? Uh, it would be a negative one. Are you taking it? Okay. And if I have a two, then you're off by three. So you could use a fate point to invoke some sort just of to aspect to re-roll if you wanted. Well, yeah. it wouldn't even it out because you're down by three. Yeah, I guess I'd do a re-roll. So how, what is the aspect you're going to invoke? Relentless. To I don't like the... I never give up. Ah, never give up. okay. Nice. Let's see how that turns out. Oh. Slightly better. But still not. <laughs> so I have a one now. You said, uh, and, uh, all right, so she, but she so, no longer has shift on So you, you realize that she ain't got shift on you. Yeah. Though. So um, yeah, brute force is not working. You, yeah, you realize that at this point that it's something, something that she's gonna, probably going to need to let you up yeah. or someone else is going yeah. to have to do that. Um, and with that, because you lost that by one, let's add the first block on your stress. Something I want to keep track of, um, because when your stress when your stress is all used up, you're out of the scene. Yep, gotcha. Not necessarily dead, but out of the scene. Mora, is this the, a simpli- the priest can't get up? Sorry, this is a simplified stress compared to what we yes, did with last. Because it was uh, physical and mental before. Right. Now it's just, just stress. stress. Yep. Okay. So regardless of what harms you, it goes on the same um, track. However, it still works the same way. So if Victor takes one again, it goes to two. Mm-hmm. So it will keep filling it up until it can't fill up anymore. And then you start to take the bad stuff. Good God. Oh, yeah. So Victor's trying to get up and can't. Yeah, you can see me like... Um, Fitz, no, Cletus, don't call him Fitz, just made a giant noise, a huge Fitz's. noise. Right, a lot of noise the, the in our area. Fell. He pulled the stuff down. Yeah, the from light. The ceiling. Have you ever smashed a fluorescent tube? That's pretty impressive, actually. It makes a noise inconsistent with the size of the tube. Okay. And so I just did it to a store light. There's a bunch of clatter, and that wasn't enough to break her concentration because Correct. Victor's still trying. Yeah, to Yeah, he didn't do so well. And I'm um, glass. Would. Powder. Me taking that in, would I recognize that it's the voodoo doll? Um, that's a good question. What would that... JJ, you were just saying... I still speak. Was that part of creating an advantage, trying to find an aspect that's going on? Yeah, creating an advantage is looking for aspects. So in order to determine that, you have to spend time to do that. It's yeah, not a freebie. It's not a freebie. So I'm, okay. I'm standing there, I look over... I see, I can see you struggling to get up, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't. And I see that she's got a doll in her hand yep. against the floor. Yep. So I'm going to take the moment to, to try to figure out if it's the doll that's causing mm-hmm. that or if it's something else in the store that I need to okay. take a bat to. 
So this is one <laughs> of those where in the story, you're, you're going to tell everyone else what's going on, but not do anything yourself. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Let's see about that. I start with a two. My dice even data. Well, actually, what approach were two. you using? I didn't even say that, did I? No, yeah, we need to do that. Um, that would, let me see where are the descriptions. I'm thinking focus. It, taking the time to pay attention so to this, what's again, going on. Again, this is like Dungeon World in that yeah. you can use whatever you choose. So you long just as have it, to describe can, it. As long as it makes sense. I would either be focus or intellect because I'm taking the moment to look around and assess what's going on in the scene and try to figure out the, now the root cause. By description, they're kind of counter. So um, focus is you're spending time to do it. Intellect is quick thinking. Spending time to do it. Focus. Okay. So it would be focus then. So it's two regardless. Okay. So you end up with two. I have two. So in That's this case, you, you are sure that, um, and again, we'll look at create an advantage in a tie. You get a boost of creating a new aspect. So you know now that her holding that, you see the way she's holding it and the way that um, Father, ba- Father Bartok is trying to strain. So when he tries to lift up with his right arm, you see her thumb pushing the right arm of the voodoo doll down and he can't lift it. So you make a connection there, but you're not able to do anything about it yourself right now, but maybe you could let someone else Could know. I yell it? Oh, yeah. Because I see so essentially you're, you're coming. You're, you're coming. Right? You now have discovered <laughs> an aspect, and this aspect, whatever we want to call it, it would be you know voodoo control. Let's call it voodoo doll. Um, you can tell anyone else that you know get that voodoo doll out of her hand or something like that, and now anybody else can invoke that aspect with a point and use it. Yeah, that's what I would do. Whichever character is closest, obviously not Vicky because he's still wrestling the chick. <laughs> yeah, I can't move anyway. So I would yell out. wrestling the chick. Grab the, grab the doll. Set the so Cletus, you are one zone away now. Yeah, um, so, so I, I can cross into in it for free, right? Well, it's ish. If you're going to say, like, um, I'm going to move over a zone and line up a sniper shot, no. But it depends on what you're doing. I wanted to move into the zone and yeah. attack. It I was attack going to how? use my hammer to smash her hand. Are you going to chuck them? Like, just... No, they're both on the ground. I know. Yeah. Baseball slide into him. <laughs> no, because he wants to. I'm you going to run over and smash her you hand. You want to smash. She is using okay. black magic. All right, so you uh-huh. want to smash. Well, she is, that's for sure. Um, You're going to lose that hand, lady. All right. Uh, I, I'm just looking. I, I asked you guys to write down your um, the uh, aspects and the troubles earlier, and I'm looking at them because I'm going to start using them. I'm just not sure if I'm going to start using them yet. Yep, fair um, enough. We have that happening. Go ahead and do it. Let's give, um, give you a shot. Now, she's in her lair, and she's prepared, so that's why yep. I get kind of a counter to everything. There's no... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, let's see how this works out. All right. I have a plus three. Okay. So I have a one. So you succeed, um, and you succeed by uh, a couple. By two. Yeah. And you succeeded, and you could succeed with a style. Uh, in this case, you are looking to attack, which means you could hit and cause damage. Or you can reduce damage by one to generate a boost. I will um, reduce damage by one, okay. and I will... Uh, oh, actually, you get a... Well, I was going to say you get a plus two to that. You get a plus two to that if you use a point to invoke the aspect that she found. Okay. But you didn't need to because you rolled good enough. Okay. Um, but I will reduce the damage, and uh, I will. Uh, I think I can create an aspect. 
get a boost. You get a boost. A boost. Yeah. Of We're just going again with the uh, the quick reference sheet on an attack. When you succeed with style, you hit and cause damage. You may reduce the damage by one to generate a boost. So you are doing two. Your, your damage equaled two on the stress meter. I don't have success with style because the result is three or more. Hmm. So but I, I was only two higher. Oh, with style is three or more? Yeah, if you Where look at I? outcomes yeah. I see up it the now. top. Okay. When you had a three, I was thinking three. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then you can just create or discover. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you attack and cause damage. So you're doing the two damage. I will do two damage. I need to move this to a different spot. Done. And I will um, break the lead every day. Like basically get in her face and then say release him. Okay. Release him. Release him. Um. And then the the secondary thing I want to ask is, uh, this this might play in too, is I have the the silver mace. um, And this unravels mystical protections such as wards and defensive spells. I don't think that's going to apply here. Well, she, I don't know. Uh, is she's that got a, something is that up because those bullets were on. She's yeah. holding on to something magical. Or, uh, in but this I don't case, think it applies. No. No, no. Nothing she is currently doing is defensive. Ah. But ah. as a warden, I gain a plus two to attacks against anyone who has been designated uh, a violator of the seven laws. Oh, man. So that gives you success Are, with You style. have the authority to make that designation. I do. I am a warden. I am the judge, jury, and the executioner. But how free is that? Can you just walk up to anyone and say they violated it? I get a plus two. I have to be able to prove seems, it. All right, that seems kind of overpowered. If you I have could just to do, I have it. to be able to prove it. Okay. And I have zombies. Okay. Yeah, but the zombies enough aren't an, enough of proof. Yes, they are. What What has she well, done you don't know that has violated any of the laws of magic to your That's true. To the evidence that you have seen? She is. Uh, She's using black magic. She just happens to be in the same building as. No, no, she's using black magic currently. To well, she poked her yeah, shoulder. Else. Yeah, enthralled me with a doll. Yeah. It's more of an attack than an enthrall. It's physical, not mental. That's Fair true. enough. I'm just looking. And we're for just going technicality yeah, here yeah, yeah. because I want to make sure that we're going along with it. I'll re- remind her to the, the listeners that we are <coughs> that we are deliberately learning this as we go. Yeah. Well, and this is how fate works: is the table. You yeah. have to convince the table of what well, you want to well do. Well said, Kurt. Thank you. They're very explicit about that. Well, however, for me, the, the question there is around the idea that if someone is designated at it as it and you can just designate them, why would you not ever, right? No matter yeah. who you run into, you can just say, well, they're doing black magic. I'm going to get a plus two. Then there has to be ramifications after. How does that happen, et cetera? So. There must be some mechanism where if you yeah. are... If you're not following the rules, the white council or whatever comes in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't come and slaughter me. The thing is, the white council will send a warden. He's a warden. So yeah. Yeah. it's warden on warden stuff, which is like German dungeon porn, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> now, we're, now we're just in got the comfort zone. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Um, however, you did what you needed to do. I did. You smashed your hand, and the, um, the doll is out of her grip. Okay. Okay. Because you succeeded in what you were doing for the attack. Um, Jay, I was willing to actually reduce the damage in order to mm-hmm. create an aspect of loose grip in order to get her out of her hand. But, but you, uh, Considering that was what you were going for, smashing your hand, there, to me, there's no way you are completely successful with that and she doesn't lose her grip. Yeah. That's just, just going to happen. It's our first adventure. 
So at this point, I'm running in. Nice. You are there. You'll you'll be there now, right? right? Because you were uh, you were there last time. Remember what we said? You're going to be standing there with rope in your hand right. as your next turn starts. Right, so you're there now. Cool. Plus, um, she is currently in pain. Her hand is you know probably not very happy. Um, she's got a priest across her uh, backside and leg, or front side and legs. Front side, yeah. And um, a oh. wizard has just smashed her <laughs> hand with right, a right, silver right. hammer. I mean, I think I would try to work with Victor to essentially restrain her and get her pod. You're going to pile on. We're going to go shibari style. See, this is why Mora hold up, held up a little, perhaps. Because I want to watch. Yeah. Right. Well, at this point, we don't have to kill her. Like, I think we, we're it in control. Like it, so yeah. we would, at this point, I might want to question her or find out what's going on. So okay. try, I, I guess I'd try to, you know, essentially get that hand that just got smashed and get it behind her okay. and rest- restrain her, tie her up. Oh, wow. in Color Susan. <laughs> Color Susan? Why not? That escalated okay. quickly. Do you remember that? There was an old uh, Whitney Houston song way back in the day, My Name Is Not My Susan. My Name Is Not Susan. So watch yeah. what you say. Okay. So I always like um, to spank him and call him Susan. Well, she's not, she <laughs> isn't ready to give up yet. The uh, voodoo practitioner is not yet ready to give up. So oh, what's well, in that your, case, I'll what's your approach in the back to of the this? <laughs> what's your approach? Um, well, first off, Action, pick your action. Are you going to create an advantage, attack, defend, overcome? I mean, she's not ready. So if she's physically not ready, I'll take the, my handgun and smack her on the back of the head. So you're going to, well, I was just going to say, you're going to attack her. Are you going to just try and knock her out? Yes. Okay. I don't so, want to kill her at this point. To me, then, that sounds like overcome. Yep. Okay. Not attack. Because attack is specifically, the end result is to add damage to their stress track. Yeah, no, I want to incapacitate her okay. one way or the other. Does he get any bonuses because I'm basically grappling with her? It's a yes and no because you're stuck there by her will. You got there by yours. Right. So, so it's if, if Kurt wanted to, he could invoke the aspect of pinned. Right. Could definitely try. Or, and the way this works is the invoking the aspect would be because she's on the ground held by an ally, I can blank. And yep. then you use a fate point, and you'll be able to use the, the things that go along with invoking an aspect. Okay. Right? Um, huh. So that would be give you the plus two or the re-roll or right. whatever it may be. And can I do that after I roll? Yeah, you, you can, can do it yeah, right? yeah, the fate point stuff can be done after. Stunts, however, yeah. need to be declared before. Right. And to me, right. I, I go back to one thing we said last time. It depends on how you describe it. Ah, uh, you know what? I forgot. One of my stunts, faster, stronger, tougher, lets me mark a... Uh, Oh, WP, which I guess is wild, wild power, power. box to add plus one to any physical action. Right. I could have used that earlier. So for me, a lot of this will depend on what it was you wanted to do to begin with. For mm-hmm. example, if you said, I'm going to take the, uh, the butt of my pistol and knock her out with it. And then you roll and it's not high enough. And you say, well, instead I'm going to hit her with a hammer. Well, that just doesn't make sense right. to say I change my entire attack right. just so that you can then invoke something to add. It still has to flow. So okay. you pick how you want to do it. I mean, it seems to me if she's down on the ground pinned and I want to But come the, that's the thing is, it's a yes and no proposition. When you think, think of the way it's played out. He I mean, tackled still has free her. hands. He tackled her, but she held him down. And that kind of held her down a little, but he just opened that up. Right. Yep. So she's not as pinned as she was seconds ago. Okay. But Let's you may or may not know that as a character. It's just... And that's the reason I get to roll, too. It's right. not an automatic. It sounds like I can roll and then re-roll yeah. afterwards if I want to use a fate yeah. point. Yes. That's, a, that's like a game-changer kind of thing. And overcome is, would it be force? 
Yeah, overcome is however you describe it. Are you, if you're going in there and you're just going to hit her as hard as you can at the base of a skull, the base of her skull with your, uh, the butt of your gun, then that sounds like force to me. Or you could do, you know, a baseball slide into her head with your foot, and that one might be haste. <laughs> right. Or, you know, you can, right. however right, right, right. you can convince anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to just try to always use whatever has the highest modifier. I mean, I want to think of what I was actually mm-hmm. doing, which in this case would have been trying to hit her, mm-hmm. knock her out, not kill her. So I think it would be force, which is a zero. Okay. So I would be plus one overall. Okay, and I have a three. Okay. Therefore, so, you are down by two. So, uh, now, you can invoke the idea that she is pinned, pinned right. and say, because she's pinned, right. however you would want to word it, but you have to invoke that she is currently stuck on the ground. Right. So I would invoke, you know, given that she's pinned and has JJ messing with her, that yeah. she's going to be essentially at a disadvantage. Now, if I use a plus two, that would tie. That would tie it. And un- but overcome. you could also use but, a stunt to get a plus overcome, one. Well, a tie is a success with a minor cost, right. which means you'll still do your intent. Can I now use my stunt, Faster, Stronger, Tougher, to mark a wild power box to add plus one to a physical action? Describe how that, what that means in this case. I don't know. What does my so wild power look like? Essentially, you're taking the action. It never happened. When you invoke, that original action never happened. Yes and no. The, the See, for, me, for me, I would almost treat it as like, you know you're hitting her, and you realize you're not quite hitting her hard enough, so you pull on some extra res- re- reserve to, yeah. make, to, to just push it that much farther. Okay. So I can use a fate point and mark a wild power box, and that would get me to beat you by one. Yes. So, but that would that right? be success. You would accomplish your goal. I, 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 if I were to be the GM, the, 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 the invoking your stunt would – because you have to invoke the stunt before you roll. Okay. Oh, right, yeah. So unless you're going to re-roll, you cannot invoke the stunt. Gotcha. That is what I would no, say. I don't that know if sense. that's what Joe would say. But the, for me, as long as it matches what it is we're currently doing, that's more important than what the rule says. Well, let's, just use, let's not use the stunt. Let's just use the face point and have the tie, which is success with a I minor said face stunt. dice. You're Fa- saying face point. That's nice. <laughs> face off. <laughs> I have three different colors here. I don't think I have one from JJ James yet. doesn't have any. Yeah. I give you. You sh- I thought you had one. I do. Okay. Uh, I have not used it yet. Yeah, it's there somewhere. He has oh, blue. All right. So that's the success with minor um, cost, right? Well, that's actually just success uh, or succeed. You accomplish your goal. No, because that was one, and I added two to get me to three, and you had a three. I didn't add the extra one. I thought you. I thought we were tied already. He's letting you, you use the stunt. One. He's letting you do the stunt. Oh. I think, right? Yeah, I'm fine with the stunt. The yeah, way so get, the way I described it, I'm fine with it. And if okay, you're fine but, with it, it uh, works. All right, for now that's fine. So I'll win okay. by one. Okay. Um, the uh, voodoo practitioner goes limp under under you, um, <laughs> father. <laughs> <laughs> just like they always do. <laughs> right before getting tied up, um, the voodoo priestess. <laughs> they always just yeah. lay there. And as that happens, as she loses consciousness, you hear groans from all around and the shuffling of feet. This was a bad idea. <laughs> What's going on here, man? I'm not sure the yeah. zombies are contained. Lovely. Um, so what are, you, what are you all going to do? This is open now, and it's not initiative order anymore, because right now it's just a new thing has we happened. We burn this do? doll. How does this work? Can I just burn it? It's not going to hurt me anymore, right? Um, Get rid of it. 
Well, you know, when you do you when you say that, do you poke at it? Yeah. Um, wherever you poke, you feel pressure on your own body. Yeah. You wouldn't shouldn't burn it. We can we can put that in a circle and it'll be fine. Um, so I'm going <laughs> That's to a real stranger right there. You could actually just whittle the <laughs> anyway. Right? Where on the doll did you touch yourself? <laughs> right there. Repeatedly. Oh yeah. Oh um, my. I'm going to whip out an extension cord. <laughs> whip it out. I actually hold I, on. I, Do you I, have a Dungeoneer's pack? No, I carry adventuring I, gear. I carry extension cord. You carry extension cord, and that's okay. that's how I typically make my circles. I'll because. Extension cords, you, when you roll them up, they're already in circle form. So okay. I just kind of do a real quick you know, circle, plug it in together, and put it down on her, put it down around her. You guys are binding her up. I'm going to infuse the circle. Okay. And she is bound, tied up, and bound inside of circle. So um, her magic energies can't come out. Let's say we took a minute, half a minute, whatever, to, to tie her up. Yeah. Sure. Because at the, the last thing was he was getting there with a the rope, but then he knocked her out. So, yeah, let's, we, we take him a uh, uh, half a minute, a minute, whatever it takes to t- get her tied up. While the tying up and magically binding is happening, what's Mora up to? So you got ha- essentially you, you, got half, you got half a minute, and you hear moans and shuffling feet. You're in the middle of an episode of The Walking Dead. I'm going to... So do you just stand and watch them tie people up? Hell no. I've got to go shoot something <laughs> okay. in the head. You don't see anything until you go and move. Right now, nothing is in your periphery. Draw both guns. Okay. And tell them, guys, I think there's something coming towards us. And start walking towards the sounds. Okay. Do I see them now? Um, I, yes. No matter which direction you walk towards, within the same zone as you are crossing into another zone within the building, you will see shambling bodies heading in your direction. I start shooting. And, and also, as you get... Anywhere outside of the realm of, of your party members, um, you are assaulted by nasty stench. Start shooting like, at whatever zombies I start seeing. Your eyes water like somebody put an onion on, the, on your eyeball and cut it. Jesus. Yeah, it's not a happy it's smell. It's not a happy smell. No, not at all. So you're going to shoot? Shoot! So are you going to just straight up try and attack um, silhouettes of humanoid figures at the edge of your vision? I've got a condition in here that's okay. called In Pursuit. Interesting. So mark this condition when you name a specific supernatural creature as your target. Okay. In this case, zombies. While this condition is marked, you are obsessed with your quarry and committed to seeking its destruction regardless of cost. You also gain a new approach, the hunt at great, plus four, which can be used with any action taken against the quarry. The GM, however, is granted two free boosts to use against you in any scene not directly related to your pursuit and may propose compels involving your obsession. The GM may claim these boosts at any time during a relevant scene, recover from these conditions when your target is dead, or you abandon the hunt. If you choose the latter, you may not pursue that particular quarry again. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to think this, about this that. Is, this, this isn't used on the fly. This is it something, has to be, you have this to is something where it. you say, I'm on the hunt for Johnny Mercury. Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't work then. Yeah. Because I mean, it has the sticky condition. Mm-hmm. Sticky isn't yeah. something that goes away and gets reapplied quickly. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of that's the kind of thing that you could announce when you're outside and someone has the vision of zombies inside. 
Ah, okay. Right? So that, that's why I say I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But for now, you're probably Can't just going to shoot him. Just going to shoot him then. Or, or however you want to approach it. Right? I'm reading my counter, my core stunts to see if there's anything here. Okay. Nope, that doesn't work either. That's, right. okay. So countermeasure sounds like it'd be good. No, once per session you declare that you happen to have a countermeasure on hand that nullifies the effect of scale. What effect is on me that I can nullify? The connection of the zombies? Yeah. Maybe you have an electric net that will disrupt their, their brain patterns. What, whatever you can think up, that would be something that you could that, that would apply here. Um, Maybe you have a psychic a grenade. Though, because I mean, well, we'll have to figure lower. out still what one, once per session means to us in the podcast. We've been trying to uh, so far. I think I've been trying to say it'll apply to a a scene or an encounter, but um, we can try that. But it says nullify other effects of supernatural power, such as by and nullifies the effective scale. So these guys have an effective scale on us, and that they greatly outnumber us. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have something that will disrupt them, kind of like in the World War Z, where like, oh, they just ignored everybody. Maybe you have hmm. something like that. You could maybe, maybe you have yeah. an incurable disease. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you can. Disease. You have a salve that makes you look like one of the dead. But that's all stuff that I would have had to bring with me. I don't see because this—that's the thing. It's a countermeasure. You announced that you had it with you. And you I are didn't. changing the story. It was always there because that was part of the. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to call it ahead of time? No, like it's kind of like when we played Dungeon World and we had Adventurer's Packs. Yeah. You just said, I have a thing, and you have a thing. Okay, so I have a thing. What thing do I want to have? <laughs> I got a thing. Yeah. I got a thing got in a my thing. pocket. So what she's trying to decide, Victor's going to grab a old package of Twinkies off one of the shelves. Is still there just, <laughs> uh, so good. These are still good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're good for like 20 years at least. They'll last forever. Actually, you'll last five years longer just by yeah, eating one Twinkie. True. Although you'll die five years sooner. Anyway, um... All right, so here's the deal. The as far as nullifying the effect, we have to think of what that actually means. So the thing that you are going to use actually has to perform a purpose. And what is that? Um, I think what's relevant here is what, does, what aspects do zombies have compared to what aspects the environment has to what aspects you have what does that all mean? Because you're going to gain some form of advantage or nullify their advantage, one or the other. So it might be worthwhile to know more about your opponent before you would use a countermeasure against them. Mm-hmm. That's my first thought. So like, if they're not um, shooting a heat-seeking missile at you, then you're not going to launch a flare as a, counter- a countermeasure. Well, if they're zombies, right? I know that mm-hmm. they're zombies, as far as you know so far, they as are indeed As far as I zombies. know, they're yep. zombies. And I know the zombies are controlled by the necromancer, for lack of a better term. It mm-hmm. is the actual term. I don't know what I would have called it. Yeah. So I would have to have known how to disrupt, how to disrupt that connection. Maybe I know some sort of invocation or chant or something that I can start chanting to disrupt that person's connection with the zombies basically making them confused so rather than following the directions of whomever's controlling them they get confused and kind of stop in place okay they get another command yeah not taking over them because i can't take them over but i can confuse them enough to make them stop instead of just continuing to go forward so that countermeasure does it involve a role 
What does it actually say? Procession, you declare that you happen to have a countermeasure. Yeah. That's all it says. There is no rule. You you have a thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And that thing is intended to block off communication for some of the zombies. It's like static for that radio frequency or whatever. I add static to the line so that they don't hear the commands as directly. What page but is, is she that commanding on? them now if she's knocked out? 130. 130? Yeah, 130. Something's still it's commanding It's like a supernatural them. jammer. There we go. Okay. Um, let's say then, and it says for the current scene. Um, like, for example, okay. one of the books, the, the, uh, you would have the ungent that Dresden put on his eyes in order to see through fairy glamours. Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. But I was more looking at it from the perspective of, okay, would I... I thought it had to be something that I had declared to the party that I had ahead of time. Nope. So I just mm-hmm. pull it out my ass, is what you're saying. Oh, yep. Yeah. All yeah. right, lube it up first. Got it. So the things that come lube from it, your ass... It. The things that come from your ass that make zombies stop in their tracks. Yep, I fart in their... Okay. <laughs> 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 So the ones that you are facing, the ones that you are facing, which are in zone one down that aisle, um, stop shambling. That was a long way to get there. A long way to get there. But we got there. Well, I hope it helps somebody at home. It definitely helps us in our situation. Now, since we're back into some form of action and um, uh, you started it, when we pick up our next episode, people will be finishing tying up the lady. Which, I don't think that's even happened in our episode yet. Is this the first time we've actually tied someone up? No. I doubt it. It won't be the last. <laughs> um, the Nothic. Do we not interrogate The Nothic in the starter set. I'm pretty that's sure we captured. Been, yeah. Anyway, so we'll be picking right back up from there. Um, and for now, we can all say... Later. Ciao. Arrivederci. Penis. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.